I'm Alan Hall, president of WeatherGuard Lightning Tech, and I'm here with the founder and CEO of Intel Store, Phil Tataro, and the chief commercial officer for WeatherGuard Lightning Tech, Joel Saxon. And this is your newsflash. So if you checked your stock portfolio lately, you may have noticed two things in there. Siemens Energy and TPI Composites are not doing that well. Uh, there's some real worry on the street about TPI Composites. It has remained stagnant. It lost a lot of its value when they announced some quality issues a few months ago. And the stock prices continued to slowly drop. And obviously, Siemens Energy is in the same boat. Uh, they, When they announced the quality issues, uh, the stock price roughly dropped in half, and it has been slowly sinking since then. These are two major players in Winfield that have immediate value in the marketplace, and we need them to be hanging around. But the, the market and the, the holders of these stocks and the, the, the general industry is saying this, they are not going to have a good six months here, that, that there is not anything that's going to radically change. And it's almost like they're starting to short the stocks and think, mm, maybe there's an acquisition in their future. That's what it appears like to me right now. What, what, do you, what say you? It's interesting. I don't know that acquisitions are necessarily the pathway out for either company. Um, TPI is an interesting case because they are largely at this point an outsourced, um, you know, manufacturing capability. They're they're mostly building to print blades from GE and Nordex at this point, and. They're, you know, what they're doing for GE is based on a lot of like legacy design and technology work. Um, and it's just kind of churning out the, the, you know, um, the, the, I'll call it the mundane technology from, you know, 15 years ago. Um, the work that they're doing for Nordex is interesting because they're doing a lot of the newer, uh, blades and a lot of the newer designs. Um, but it's still on a build to print basis, meaning that, you know, I think they're not able, and they've got a lot of smart and talented people there, but they're not able to really demonstrate to the market that they've got more capabilities because they're being so hamstrung by these quality issues that they've had with Nordex and GE and, and other customers in the in the past. Uh, so, you know, they're they're in a bit of a conundrum, and and you know, acquisition could be a pathway out of it. Um, the likeliest thing to happen would be potentially a merger with Eris, a Brazilian blade manufacturing company that's been interested in global expansion, particularly in North America. Um, whether or not that's actually going to happen, I don't have any insider knowledge on that one or anything. So it's, you know, it's, it's me kind of hypothesizing the most likely outcome. Um, but I think that's probably what would happen um, if they could get together on a deal. Siemens is a different kettle of fish because of the brand name and what's invested already. They are in a position where, okay, you could, you're never going to take Siemens Gamesa and sell it off to anybody because nobody, even the Chinese companies or the Indian companies that have now emerged as, you know, having an interest in being major global players in wind turbine manufacturing, nobody wants to assume the debt. So you're in a position where you either have to keep pumping money in to turn the company around, or you potentially split up and asset strip some of the company's assets, 
I, you know, what I've heard is that they might sell off some of the Spanish pieces and keep some of the Danish and German pieces together and, you know, go back to doing Siemens. The challenge with that is the onshore technology that they built combines the best IP of Gamesa and the best IP of Siemens, you know, legacy Siemens Wind. And, you know, product quality issues notwithstanding, that's they picked their pony, so to speak. Like, that's what they have um, in terms of a technology platform. So if they want to also split out the, the company and split the technology or do whatever, I mean, that you're also talking about having to reinvest, you know, half a billion to a billion dollars on retooling for, you know, new technology that doesn't necessarily utilize any of these legacy designs that they've been having these issues with. So... I don't see, I don't, that's why I don't see that happening. The most likely thing for them is they keep, you know, Siemens is going to have to step up. Siemens Energy is going to have to step up and keep putting money into this. And I know that sounds undesirable, particularly to the stock market, um, but they're going to have to. Uh, they're, this is either going to recover or completely implode. Those are really the only two options. And if it implodes, then you're asset stripping and selling off whatever the remnants are anyway. If they salvage it, then this is the character building funny part of their, their, the, the history of the company. So I've got a, one thing to follow you up with, Phil. For anybody watching the stock market right now, Siemens, we're talking about Siemens, we're talking about TPI, we're talking about all of these big wind companies. August 26, when Siemens came out with their, hey, we've got something bad going on, their stock plummeted and has been a downhill ever since. That almost that same date, this is when uh, TPI had their last uh, quarterly earnings. Stock went down and has been plummeting ever since. If you watch, Vesta's has just, everything's been kind of going down. It's like the 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 Wall Street, uh, Wall Streets of the world don't have faith in the wind energy market, except for one. I'm going to give you the one bright spot right now. Suzlon Energy. The last six months, their stock price is up 150%. Check that one out. Well, they just paid off their debt. And actually, one of the investors who had come in to like save them by providing them with capital actually like terminated the agreement, um, which sounds bad. But like basically, he's pulling out because he doesn't need to be there anymore as one of their major investors. The other thing that's interesting is this whole play with the Donny Group because they're now trying to get even more money together. I mean, their their wind turbine you know, stuff notwithstanding, they're also trying to get the money together to do the solar panel manufacturing as well, not only in India, but they want to set up factories elsewhere in the world. So they're, I mean, this is, it's interesting because they, they went through this period a few months ago where they had all this and their, their stock got hammered because they, they were being, um, there was like a major activist investor that was like, accusing them of like accounting fraud or whatever and they got past it they've now gotten total energies to put in like 300 million dollars to their you know project development wind wind manufacturing uh so and they're they're getting you know commercial relationships established so you know i mean this could be the opportunity for them to actually fulfill their you know their wish list here if you'd like to learn more about mergers, acquisitions, and partnerships, visit our friends at Intel Store at intelstore.com. <laughs>